Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is the value of women in these struggle love uh, relationships how passive you can remain in the face of danger? And you're actually not the person you keep trying to make me believe that you are. You're a liar. You're, You're a shapeshifter. You're <laughs> and that's but where the man them trick us. Exactly. This stupid notion that a woman's vagina can actually fix this man, this beauty and the beast complex. Bruh. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we're going to be addressing struggle love. Struggle love. Struggle love. Struggle love. Toxic partners, broken family foundations. They ain't no good for you. <laughs> I got a heartbreak song in me. <laughs> I knew you'd like this one. I knew you'd like this one. Ooh. From the futures to the Nick Cannons to the... Anyways, we'll get into oh, that. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, we're going down there. Yeah. Mm, we're going down there because we had to. In classic, to my sister style. Before we get into that, we've got a ding, ding, ding dilemma. But in fact, before we get into the ding, ding, ding <laughs> dilemma, we do have a few kind no, of. No, we interrupt this interruption. We interrupt this interruption <laughs> for some housekeeping. So, sisters, we thank you. We love for sending in all of your dilemmas and we thank you for trusting us oh, to send 100%. in your dilemmas it's actually been such an honorable thing to be able to answer you guys and to serve you guys and to make it more efficient for us to make sure that we can get through as many dilemmas as possible whether it be on the actual episode or actually in emails we have a dedicated email account for dilemmas not us upgrading we have a whole new department <laughs> somebody say upgrade, upgrade on the up, on the up, oh on the my up, gosh on the up Please, 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 from now henceforth, send in your dilemmas to dilemmas at twomysisters.com. Yeah. If you send in your dilemmas anywhere else. Yeah. No social media, no DMs, no nothing. So please send in your dilemmas to dilemmas at twomysisters.com. Yes. And we must stress brevity is key. Okay. Wow, that's a big word. Uh, <laughs> that's a big word for Elmo. <laughs> if you can try to keep your dilemmas down to around the 150 mark, it just means that we can actually get to your um, dilemma a lot more quickly and a lot more efficiently. We ain't we ain't fast. <laughs> we ain't fast. God, no, I'm slow. We <laughs> I'm slow. <laughs> I'm slow. We ain't fast. So we'd appreciate your patience with us, and yeah. please send in 150 words of your dilemma to dilemmas at twomysisters.com. We love to see it. The last housekeeping ongoing vision 22 challenge. Whoop, 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 whoop. The April challenge is still live. Yes. Ladies, this is probably our most straightforward challenge. Very it ain't gonna easy. get this good again. Yeah. For a hundred pounds. Shout out a sister on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. Yeah. Telling us why you think they're awesome. Sing her Crazy. It can be someone you know up close or someone that you admire from afar. Yeah. Either way, all you have to do to win that next £100 is shout out someone that's doing something shout dope. Or someone girls. that you love. One yeah, of your girls. That's you know? it. Just show some love. Because if you don't shout out somebody, I'm going to shout out Courtney and I'm going to take their £100. <laughs> knows oh. I'm winning that money. <laughs> I'm winning that I'm rigging. I'm rigging. You know, we believe in nepotism in this community. <laughs> but moving into the ding, ding, ding dilemma. Let's get into it. Hey, sisters. Hey, sis. I first want to say you guys don't understand how much your podcast has helped me. Aww. You are both amazing women and you have made such an impact in my life. And I don't even know you both personally. This means a lot. Thank you for being transparent with elements of your life. I appreciate you. Now, I have always had issues with believing that I am worthy of good friends or friends at all. Mm. I had one friend in secondary school and we became quite close quite quickly. Mm. But after a few months, she stopped including me in things. Then she told me that I was clingy. I oh, now wow. push people away in order to not be clingy. Okay. Her saying this is still affecting me. 
I just constantly feel like, why are they friends with me? They can be friends with anyone else, yeah. but they chose me about yeah. my current friends. Yeah. I feel really bad because they are such great friends and have mm. done nothing wrong, but I have difficulty trusting and I feel like they'll just get sick of me. Yeah. From a sister struggling with friendships. Damn. Okay, a few things here. Yeah. I think first, have you made your expectations clear? Communications, mm-hmm. like communication, sorry. Have I told you guys this is how I'm feeling? This is actually what I expect. Mm. Um, why am I being treated this way? Give other people room to also communicate with you why they are acting the way that they act. Um, and then I guess my next thing would be if all of those things have been done, how do you move forward? Mm. Right. So if the conclusion is they have no intention to meet your expectations, even though your re- expectations are realistic and not really asking for too much from people you call friends then you know the relationship has come to an end I think we have to realize that friendships relationships are a two-way street and you know all you can do is lay out your expectations and allow people to fulfill them or to grow into fulfilling them but Mm. there has to be an attempt to love you the way that you need to be loved and I think if the flat out thing is that we're not going to make an effort to to do that. We're not going to make an effort to really change the way that you feel by, you know, our actions. Then I think it lets you know where you stand in terms of, okay, this is not, these, these are not my friends, you yeah. know, and that's, that's fine. I think we can get so caught up in the idea that because my friends have rejected me or anyone like has um, any kind of relationship that it's a reflection of the fact that I am not worthy. And I think it's more so a reflection of the fact that this is not a good fit, mm. you know? And I, I, I think we don't, um, we don't throw enough up to that simple fact that you're not fit for everybody and not everyone is fit for you. Yeah communication styles are different um desires are different expressions of love receptions of love are different like people are just different and you don't fit well with everybody you know even jigsaw pieces that make up the same picture not every piece fits together do you know what i mean so it's like that's a great analogy thank you thank you very much Mm -hmm. so you have to kind of accept the fact that there has to be a distance, you know, and that's okay. It's about having a, a hard conversation. And it seems like that's a running theme for this year. As far as the sisterhood is concerned, mm. concerned, doing the hard things, having the hard conversation. But I think it's important for you to realize you don't have to force yourself onto anybody sure. and who you are in your uniqueness, who you are um, as a person is enough to be loved and to be loved well. Um, and if you know what it means to be loved well and you know what that would look like for you and how you would receive that, I don't think it's asking for too much to to dump not demand it but to expect it when it comes down to feeling clingy needing the attention that you need it's not a bad thing if you do feel like you require a disproportionate amount of attention than most people and it's it's your source of identity and life and stuff then that's the self-awareness issue mm. that's a whole different podcast episode that's mm. what i would say i love that no i definitely love yeah. that how about you miss renee i think that sometimes we can allow negative experiences in relationships to define the rest of the relationships that we conduct Mm. whether it be romantic or platonic and i think this kind of thing is actually not spoken about enough right the fact that we can have bad experiences with friends who may have given us feedback whether it was um a fair piece of feedback or whether it was actually this this person unwarranted and i think it's a shame because the response is often to be defensive and then overcompensate and i do also think that in terms of receiving I don't think that your initial friend in secondary school was good insofar as the way that she delivered that feedback to you. It's one thing to call somebody clingy and it's another thing to say, I'd actually appreciate if we had like more opportunities to do things individually purely because I value like having my own individual space. space and like, you know, I'm just the kind of person where I need like some alone time. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that I don't enjoy your company, but I actually just want some more time by yeah. myself. That's different to saying that you're clingy. That is rude. That is very true. That is rude. That is very true. So, and when we're younger, we actually struggle to express ourselves properly. Oh, so we just say, all dumb sorts stuff. Of you're toxic. All sorts of madness. You're a narcissist. And you know, kids, like, they can you're be crazy. Rude. Oh, they're actually rude. the rudest. My younger cousin, terrorists walking. <laughs> so, so rude. So. I don't think it is fair for you to carry the weight of that feedback, especially in the way that it was expressed, because I think it was unfair to you. Um, 
And I think it's resulted in the fact that you have overcompensated to the point where it's like, you think that you're being clingy or trying to like reel back mm. when, have you actually asked your friends? Like, if what do you think? That. Do you know what I mean? It might even be the opposite where it's like, oh, you kind of distance yourself. Yeah. Like you're kind of like, I would actually appreciate you being a bit more yeah. around me. Or you're and, just normal. Or you're just normal. Yeah. There's that too. So I think even in allowing our previous experiences and our insecurities to project onto certain situations, in order to remedy that, you actually have to speak to your friends and be yeah. like, yo, give me the feedback. And then you also have to be prepared to take it. Because mm. as you've said in the in your dilemma, you've got a good like set of friends. So you need to trust that they would have your best interest in heart. Yeah. And that even in their delivery of that feedback, it would be not necessarily because they want to harm you or hurt you in any way, but because they're interested in preserving this relationship and they respect you. Mm. So I think having to take the plunge and taking the risk of... I might get feedback that might I might not like is necessary and part of like relationships, particularly true. friendships. Um, and I think it's also okay to like, if you were like maybe a bit clingy or a bit full on and stuff like that, it's okay to have been that way in the, in the sense of like people trip up all the time. Yeah. There are friends that are like, you know, mad distance. Like for me, for example, I can be quite like, or like formally, it's something that I'm working on, but I can mm. be quite stop and start in the sense of intense bouts of periods mm. where we're hanging out and stuff like that. I'm trying to give you all of my love. And then, and then I'm going to disappear for a while because again, I have to give something else and in like that same intensity, yeah. whether it's like my work or something else. And sometimes you need someone to pull you up on your ish and be like, yo, there's a pattern. Consistent. You need to be this, con- like you need to be consistent or whatever it is. Um, so it's not necessarily a bad thing that, you know, this is something that you're thinking about, but what's bad is if you allow it to completely dictate the way that you engage yeah. in relationships and, and allow it to instill this sense of fear as well as mm-hmm. a friend. Cause I think sometimes because we're so afraid of doing the wrong thing, we don't put ourselves in a good position to do the right thing. Mm, that's um, good. So yeah, yeah. sis, it's not like, listen, many of us have been clingy in our lifetimes. It's okay. It happens. 100%. I think it's just Madly. a bit weird. No one wants to be that girl that's like always hanging around yeah. people. So I can, I understand that. Um, but it's actually okay. Like yeah. it's okay to have been bad or been through a bad period or like, you know, it's okay to extend yourself grace mm. if that was what you went through, mm. but don't allow that to dictate your relationships or your outlook or your perspective on friendships yeah. now, especially if it's unwarranted on friends that don't deserve it. Oh, come on. Um, so yeah, that's what My I would say. God. Yeah. Man, friendships are hard. Oh. <laughs> Let's not get into Bruh. it. Friendships are hard, man. And people be... I wish my life was a musical. You say that, but don't you think you'd get annoyed? Not if I was singing. Oh, it would be annoying for everybody else. But I'm expressing myself. So. Can you imagine? Just burst into song yeah. spontaneously. Everyone would be sick of me. But I wouldn't be sick of me. And that's the most important thing. Exactly. Can you imagine if everything that, oh, we're going off tangent, but everything that you responded was in a song? No, I can't imagine No, it's okay. That. That's all right. Let's listen. Because if you start singing, I'm going to start rapping. <laughs> I will close my mouth. Wow. The quickest way. <laughs> we have now discovered the quickest way. To, so to stop Courtney from speaking. <laughs> wow. Let me start dusting off my bars. Come Anyways. <clears throat> Don't clear your throat to rap. I was going to oh, go into okay. the F. Sorry. Look at the fear. <laughs> the fear. <laughs> the fear it's that not that you're not a bad, you're a bad rapper. It's just, I just don't think it's your calling. Wow. That's it's great okay. feedback. You see? Yeah. That's a lesson in feedback. There we go. That's great. Yeah. Wow. But then the thing is, yeah, you might not think it's my calling. I think but- I speak for the general populace. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know those people that you're like, I don't think it's your calling. They just think, oh, I've got haters, man. I've got haters. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you're bad. yeah it's, a bit, it's a bit even. Anyways, moving into the juiciness, the juice, the la juice of this episode. Yeah. Struggle love. Struggle love. I wanted to come at this one from a slightly different angle. Okay. And I wanted to ask you the question, Courtney, yeah. of what is the worst example oh, that you've ever God. seen or experienced of struggle love? Oh. <laughs> God, come what on What is the worst experience I've ever seen? Okay, so I've seen more dramatic, not dramatic, mm-hmm. but more gr- gravity, things with gravity. Yeah, yeah, gravitas, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, like 
abuse and manipulation and stuff like that so mm. i think there's that but you know it's too early in the podcast to bring those dampeners yeah so, the hard-hitting stuff know, yeah we'll get into that later but i think what is the most like the one of the biggest examples i've seen of struggle love like okay so in secondary school always, mm-hmm. we went to an all-girls school mm-hmm. so there's always drama about boyfriends there is. but because boys don't go to the school and obviously the boyfriend doesn't go to the school either you're always on the girl side right yeah and so it just becomes easier to just demonize demonize the men but some of them were demons yeah so i remember a girl in our school was mm-hmm. like you know describing her situations with her boyfriend and literally every week it was something else if it ain't something it's, it's something, something else i'm oh, telling no. you it's we were together he's asking me for money he's dating someone else he's got somebody else pregnant he doesn't want to be seen with me in public and it's like and yet every term after term he's still my boyfriend i still love him and my thought wasn't this is struggle love my thought is you're too young for this kind of love Mm. like why do anyway we've had the whole conversation about settling but like Mm. why do we accept and how did we get programmed to accept so little so early like that that just didn't it yep. never sat well with me in the yep. sense that like not you know n- no one's love is ideal it's not you know fairy tales and stuff like that but to be going through all of that at like 16 17 i'm just like i'm just trying to buy chicken and chips after school I, I'm and like to have my afford wings. to buy some night blazers freddos and fizzy drinks and go to all. cinema on the weekend and afford cine world yeah that's my priorities. And you're yeah. here talking about baby mama drama. Different worlds. Different worlds. We're all living the same life, but not on the same. No, <laughs> we're in different uh, uh, galaxies. <laughs> we are occupying different spaces. That was, that was the bit that shook me the most. And that's when I think I started to realize like, oh, y'all really struggling. Like really, I wasn't dating at the time. Mm. Then I was, and I was also in a struggle love situation. Mm. Not as bad, but I just started to realize like, wow, this is the, mm. the ghetto. How about you? I'm trying to think of like one that I've experienced and then Ooh, okay. one that oh, I've, I've seen. Had so many struggle love situations. Oh, goodness. And the thing is, it's like, can I call it struggle love? Because I don't know if I allowed myself mm. to get that Struggle like. Yeah, struggle like maybe. Yeah. Struggle like maybe. Struggle might be a fascination. Man. Struggle lust. Down. You know when you're down bad. Oh, out of the game even. Down bad. Worst experience. I guess I can talk. I can at least speak to like a couple dating experiences mm. where I was like, oh, let me like persevere. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Not long suffering. Let me. Oh, long suffering, baby. We suffer for long. <laughs> we suffering for long. I guess I can speak to a couple of like dating experiences. Oh, probably that time. I think I've told this story um before. Mm. Being the side chick. Oh yeah. That's yeah. To that too. was that was struggle. Mm. That was struggle. Even the whole you know we can't be out in public too tough and all that kind of stuff. I'm just like. So me. I can't frequent outside I with you. I can't give you a zero, so I give you I a one. I can't frequent outside with you? Like, Disgusting. we don't go on proper dates. I think that's one of the biggest red flags in terms of, like, the oh, dates. Yeah. Oh, and the level of the dates. Like, again, yeah. we're, not expe- we're not expecting Michelin star because we're, you know, we were relatively young at the time. 100%. But it's like, you telling me you couldn't take me to a Nando's? I'm we- just going to have to... The worst one is, oh, just link me here. Hmm? Just come buck me at my house. Do I look like Pac-Man? I'm not Link you where? I'm not going to see that. <laughs> so in terms of experience, I can hearken to that. Yeah. In terms of what I've seen, oh, child, we've seen a lot. I think it's, similar it's, is, yeah. yeah. Similar to you, we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot. And the thing is, I've seen a lot both like personally in terms of like my yeah. own family and folks around yeah. me as well as online as yes. well. As, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> The internet. And, um, the internet. The internet. Now, I was trying to step into this softly, but it looks like we're going to have a <laughs> Just hard... Just put your foot in it. We're going to have a hard... <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, gonna, it's like um, landing with Ryanair. That's, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. We've landed, we've landed in it. The internet and yeah. internet perceptions and social media's normalizations of struggle love, particularly yeah. for women. Yeah. What are some of the examples that you have seen that are? Well, I think our champion of it all is Future. Oh, 
you know, I think Future is the archetype. In fact, he's the face. He's the thumbnail. He is the villain. Yeah. The arch villain. Yeah. I think Struggle Love, Future. Uh, Tristan Thompson is another example. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who else can put you through Struggle Love? Put you through it. I'm trying to think of a Caucasian man because I feel like I've said yeah. too blended. I don't want to paint my race down bad, mm. but that's what I'd be exposed to. That's fair. What would I? Who else has put people through struggle? Leonardo love? DiCaprio. What with Jennifer Aniston? <sighs> I really wasn't attuned to that drama. Chat. Like I really wasn't. So I don't know much about it, but I know like I've heard the the connotations and stuff. And also, Leo has a thing for like. There's also a struggle love. Wait, is it Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt? Oh, for Jennifer Aniston, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. But I'm talking about Leonardo DiCaprio okay. and his string of uh, ladies. Oh, yeah. Significantly yeah, younger, younger than, than him. him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Leo, what you doing? Leo. What you doing and why? Stay in your, your, your lane. You ever heard of the police? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> they're getting young. They are anyway. Not the thing is, alleged. They, stay, they stay around the same age, but he continues he upgrades. To, he downgrades. Man, upgrades, we got to switches up. Maybe we have to do that on another Reduce episode, or rather, least. that's what y'all on the on the male podcast need to be addressing. Oh, that's what you should instead, be talking, talking about, about. Some of your predatory genres, oh, but okay. Oh, we don't have time to do that today. But yeah, I do think oh. that there is. There's archetypes. And obviously, the thing about social media is we'll never get the full story. Yes, 100%. Disclaimer, of course, like we don't like speaking too tough onto people's like relationships and stuff like that. And we don't necessarily, precisely, this is not a gossip channel. But it's more so taking a step back and looking at some of these situations as they've, you know, um, come light to social media and the impacts that it's having on a lot of impressionable young men and young women. Yeah. And the impressions, they ain't impressive. They're not. In fact, they're right. The other person who was thinking about Jim Jones Ooh. and Chrissy. Yeah. I'm going to be engaged for like 19 no. years. Oh. But anyway, sorry, that was the yeah. I think that's actually a really good segue into the, this whole um, notion of a lot of these different people represent different types of struggle. Right. Insofar as when we think about, you know, the futures mm. of um, society, mm. we think of, you know, this whole archetype of having lots of baby mothers. Right. Even the whole term is a little bit derogatory. Yeah. Baby yeah. mothers and baby fathers, single parenting, yeah. broken families. Yeah. And then we think of, you know, your Jim Jones and it's like the commitment issues yeah. and getting your foot down the aisle yeah. and stuff like that. So... I think it would be good to hear some of your thoughts on some of the key archetypal right. types of struggle love that's normalized on social media. Okay, let's get mm, let's into go, it. Let's go, let's go. We brought anyway. our glasses out today. So the first one, I think, and I think struggle love is more insidious than just people making a mistake. Yeah. And I'm going to try and explain it through these archetypes, which is, for example, the constant cheater mm. who doesn't think their cheating is a problem. Mm. The cheater who knows their cheating is a problem, but won't stop. Mm-hmm. The person, the Tristan Thompson's of the world, <laughs> who know that they're hurting you, but won't stop. I just don't understand how you know you're hurting me and you won't stop. Because stop. if it was a thing of, okay, you've got a character flaw, okay, we can get with that. We for, are about for, a personal for development. Sure, for sure, for sure. But take a step back. Do you get what I mean? Take a step back. So I think there's also the, and it's not just cheating, it's also... You know you're doing an action which constantly is hurting me. Or you're not doing something which you mm. know will make me feel happy. Yeah. And you keep doing it and you're calling it a character flaw. But at this point, it's just showing me you lack a lot of self-awareness. You're a villain. And you're fine with it. You are a villain. I don't like and I think it. what can sometimes be super frustrating about the... Pl- what is the word? Sorry proliferation Mm -hmm. of struggle love Mm -hmm. is the fact that there's so much blame and onus on on women and i get it insofar as we as women sometimes enable those kind of behaviors and enables those actions don't worry we're coming for you too sis but before we get there yes let's actually talk about the grievous errors (laughs) the grievous errors that by no means are often the fault of the women that are participating in these relationships it, it often begins with a mistake or uh offense by the guy 
in this example, we know that men go through struggle love too, okay? So somebody will do something that is painful. However, because either tough conversations are not had Mm. or people actually don't believe that they need to change, they just continue and they continue. And now it becomes the job of the person that was harmed to actually maintain a peaceful relationship. And it has them bending themselves a lot because the other person is the one causing the turmoil. Mm. So every time you do something reckless, I have to keep them kind of bending the opposite ways to counterbalance. So every time you get more aggressive, I get more passive Mm. so that there's balance here. Do you get what I mean? God help if you get aggressive or you do something offensive and then I also come on the offensive, it's going to seem like I can't maintain this relationship because it was my job, especially as women, to provide the balance and the peace. So to almost to temper your personality, to temper your downfalls, Mm. to, to kind of neutralize everything you're going through. And it means I have to subvert a lot of my agency. I can't be honest about how I truly feel because I'm covering up for you so that this relationship can work. Because I think a lot of us, when it comes to being a woman, it the the maintenance of the relationship is put on you. Yeah. The initiation can be put on the guy, but the maintenance is really down to you. Do you get what I mean? Mm. That's how society frames it. And that's why so many women are literally allowing bad behavior to continue because if they speak up on it, they're seen as disruptive. Yeah. Oh, child. I bring in the love. You brought the struggle. You bring the struggle. And then I bring the peace. The entire peace. Oh, please. I, I don't know. It's almost like the value is, is the value of women in these struggle love uh, relationships, how passive you can remain in the face of danger, real emotional, and in some cases, physical danger. But like you said, love is a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. I don't even know if it's love really, because it then begs the question, of course, it's, it's also is bondage. It's all semantics and the whole like, what do we normalize as images and actions of love? Right. And I think the problem with like social media, the internet, or even our own lived experiences of negative um, depictions of love is these things are then transformed and reflected as something that's normal. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good, no. but it's normal. Yeah. So even folks who come from maybe, you know, their parents had a struggle love yeah. relationship, whilst, you know, they're doing their best to fight against that, you know, um, re-perpetuating itself in, right. their, in, you know, their generation, they find themselves going out on dates with guys who look a lot like they daddy. You might find the same patterns cropping up again and again and again yeah. and not understanding why. And I think it harkens back to some of the um, stuff that we talked about in like our daddy issues episode and our family trauma um, episodes. If you don't deal with the roots, the weeds are going to start growing in places you don't expect. Yeah. And this, again, this is not like victim blaming and stuff like that. I do, however, feel that sometimes trauma can put you in a vulnerable place. And when you're a predator, if you have those vulnerabilities on show, they'll be able to get you. So it's less so that it's your fault for attracting these people because that's another, like, that's another, like, narrative we need to disestablish right now. It's the whole, oh, well, it's your fault that you got with him or it's your fault that he's showing his people that's your problem how about we deal with the fact that the these kinds of people are predatory even the ones that are like you know the the archetype that's like oh i'm cheating but i can't stop and i love you and da 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 manipulative manipulative narcissistic how can you not stop cheating narcissistic if you have a sex addiction say it say that say it say that instead of covering it up with this whole oh i can't stop but i still love you i still love you and the thing is, I'm not going to come against that because I think the key element to these struggle life situations, struggle love situations, is there is love there, right? The issue is the love is perverted, mm. the love is distorted, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's be being poisoned by your bad actions. And this is something as a generation that we also need to really hold on to, which is love is not enough. Mm. Love is not enough to sustain a relationship, it's not. especially if it's it's not love, but it's being called love. Do you get what I mean? It's being called love, but you don't respect me. It's being called love, but I can't trust you. It's being called love, but you have no accountability. It's being called love, but you haven't dealt with your issues. Mm. You have no self-awareness. 
All of this stuff is what upholds love. Love can't stand without these things. Even put the material stuff aside, money and all of that. We can get our money up. We can go get those degrees. We can even live in our one room and still make it work if we have these fundamental things Mm. which all are cultivated by a person knowing themselves, knowing their flaws and working on them. This is the level of deception which I dislike. You're gonna make it seem as though you're giving me what I want but you have no intention of giving me what I want or you've deceived yourself into thinking you're ready to give what I want and what I need and you're keeping me here under the guise that at some point you will give me what I say I want when you have no intention of doing it. You may have a desire to do it, but you have no plan to actually make it happen. You have no dedication to that idea. You haven't put your life in order to make it a manifest reality. And so here I am clinging onto this ideal, clinging onto this fantasy, calling it our relationship when actually our relationship is what I'm seeing with my own eyes. And what I'm seeing with my own eyes is you are not a changed person. You are not compatible with me. And you're actually not the person you keep trying to make me believe that you are. You're a liar. You're You're a shapeshifter. You lie. You cheat. Some of y'all steal. steal. Some of y'all damn well know you stealing. Damn well. And it's just, it frustrates me so much because the conversation and the onus is always on the women, like spot the red flags or like make sure you can tell and discernment is key. How about y'all start catching these devils? And this is why, and this is why when people keep trying to normalize this as the level of relationship, it's like, Listen, let's just think biologically. The women, we're going to need to please, mate. Please, We're going to need to mate. Please. So if the standard goes and falls into hell, at some point, we're just going to have to settle because these, these eggs need to get cracked. Open. Or we're just all going to have to collectively decide humanity ends here. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's the end of our species. Do you get what I mean? So people are going to settle because of those other pressures, the biological, the social, like the historical, all of that. So the more we have these conversations and we paint it as though people actually are unable to change. For example, with the cheating thing, when people paint it as men just have so much testosterone or even when they're trying to justify why men struggle to be faithful, you know your man's going to have, especially these high value people, your man is going to struggle because he has so many options. Men have so much testosterone. Men are not meant to be uh monogamous it's not my job to convince you it's actually not my job to compel you it's not my job to prove myself worthy enough for you to get your act together and be and maybe a respectable maybe human being here's what there's multiple reasons why that example of struggle love struggle really grinds love. my gears mm-hmm. right it really like you know splits my taco mm-hmm. open you know like when you get a burrito or something oh, and the bottom wide open the bottom like it tears Tear their singlets, take Renee. Take the whole thing, take the whole thing. <laughs> the reason why that particular example of struggle love really annoys me mm. is because of the repercussions that it then has for a family unit that comes after. Yeah. So when we think of like your futures, your Nick Cannons or whoever, um, you know, you might conjure up in this archetype yeah. of the, the villainous baby father who is out here just, you know, I'm out here sleeping with whoever I want to, mm-hmm. having relationships with whoever, whoever I want to, to. Um, mostly physical in nature because some of them be turning toxic as heck post having this man's child. As a woman, there are so many opportunity costs of having somebody's child. I personally am of the belief of if I'm going to have a child for a man, it's the highest honor that I can bestow, but also he can bestow on me. Okay, It is honorable. If I'm the mother of your child, it is an honor. That's a crown. It is an honor that I have decided to to give my body. For you to have my babies. When I say it to my friends, they laugh at me all the time. No, I need to find someone who can have my children. This is the thing. I know I'll be carrying it, but they go have his name. They might have it's beyond face. it's beyond you know finding a mate and finding someone that you mm-hmm. get on with and yeah. someone you can go to the restaurant with and someone that can buy you a flipping bag yeah it's about 
Am I happy that if I were to get pregnant, yeah. this man would be a suitable father for my kids? Exactly. Would they be a good parent to my kids? Why Can I build a governing system with them? And why is the burden disproportionately on women, women when it comes to parenting, but the thought doesn't necessarily cross men? They think that, and again, I don't want to generalize. I'm mm-hmm. sure folks, you know, just in case disclaimers, but whatever. They think that they will have capacity to be the most efficient partner and not even partner, mind you, because they don't even see it as partnership. The most efficient father to multiple kids across multiple different like family structures when it's clear that they don't have the capacity to because they don't even have the maturity to be a partner. Oh, come on. You're not even mature enough to stay in a relationship with. Like, I just don't get this whole, at least for me, in this generation, the fact that we have separated partner from father is a problem because there's a lot of and in fact maybe not even father because i think that title has more weight daddy okay Mm, you mm, somebody's mm. dad but that doesn't mean that you're their father we've separated i'm having a kid with i want to be this person's partner yeah and of course you know people may have the disagreements and arguments around like what kind of family structure works and all of that kind of stuff etc etc however there's so many studies there's so many just like Things available for you to research around, like, what are the effects of being brought up in a broken family home? And this doesn't necessarily mean, precisely, this doesn't necessarily mean that, you know. It's not separate homes. Precisely. It doesn't mean separate rooms, um, separate homes. It means when you grow up in a toxic, broken environment, it's going to impact you if your father is constantly absent. Because this is the thing, when you have lots of kids by different um, women, your time management you now have seven kids across Resource seven women. Management. Resources. I don't care how rich you are. You're not going to be able to spend all that time. Absolutely not. You're not. Absolutely And then what not. example are you also setting to your kids insofar as the way you engage with their mother? Exactly. What are you like telling your kids insofar as like how do you value? Like there's so many people who have like separated parents. But if you have respect between the two, yeah. that's a good example. Yeah. How yeah. possible, and to be honest, we've seen it played out. Mm-hmm. How possible is it to really show respect across like 16 people as the mother of your kids especially 16 people who you didn't intend to have children and with. oh there's so much there's so much there needs to be and let's even bring it back to the women right when it comes down to it we're probably going to be statistically the ones left with the responsibility This person has to be assessed to be, are you going to make this work or not? What I don't understand is the first baby mom, she didn't have an example to look to. She, you probably promised her all the things Uh, in the world or she thought, you know, this could work even though maybe other things in your life, but she didn't have an example. She probably thought you're going to be a great dad, great partner. Second baby mom. Okay. She probably assumed you and your first baby mom didn't get on irreconcilable differences. I will be the the, the third baby mom has two examples. <laughs> Stop it, don't kill me. I mean, at this point. <laughs> what is it that you're looking for? By the time you get to number five, fourth, you... fifth, and sixth, baby mom. Time... So when you saw the way he saw, he treated number one, two, and three. No. It didn't no. let on to the sort of father he would be. You know what I also think it is? This overestimate, we overestimate how exceptional we will be. And that's but, where the man them trick us. Exactly. That's and it's where a they consequence of these stupid conversations that say, if you reach the peak of femininity, you'll be able to keep a man. I don't want to keep that who one. who doesn't want to be kept, that's not you cannot keep. That to me is not a man. That to me is not a man. And yet, because a man can be kept. as the highest of them all. A man can be kept when he tier. keeps himself. The, are you telling me, this is why we we really do need to assess our understanding of, you know, high value and all of that kind of stuff. Because when you bin. focus on all of these material things and money and all Swimming the resources and stuff bin. like that, you overlook the fact that this man is toxic. Swimming Just because you're not struggling materially doesn't mean your soul ain't struggling. Your spirit is on its last leg. You, the deception. It's witchcraft. It has to be. Do you know be. how many wizards are walking around <laughs> amongst us? It has Not to the be. Harry Potter kind. No, 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 no. This is the one with the evil intent. 
the ones straight from hell. The even and they term. don't know they're possessed. It's sad. Because I just don't get it. It's, Why? Yeah, and it's not to say don't give people grace. People can make mistakes. The question is, if you're going to hold women accountable, you also have to hold men accountable. I need, and I need more conversations need. out there for men. I need more conversations out there to hold men accountable. All you guys who buy these mics and you start your podcast, I would like, especially if you have a male audience, I would like for you to start holding men accountable, not just to these, like you said, these aesthetic things, finances, physical, mm. um, physical ability. You can have the cream of the crop. Once Do you, you get, get what all I mean? And, and career and all of that. I think there is a deep, there is a deep work and I'm going to come from a sympathetic angle. I think there is a deep work that people do not assist men in doing. Mm. I think we have the conversations with women. We create these women groups which facilitate that change. And we, we do those deep dives into women's hearts and their souls. But because of the way masculinity has been painted, men are not afforded that same uh, intimacy. Mm. Because it's almost as though, especially with the hypersexualization of men and the hypersexualization of certain groups of men especially because the examples that we're bringing up is black men right yeah we is black if you cannot see just in case just in case we are multicultural sisterhood 100 but, but we, we is black <laughs> we brown and we, we down. are we are black <laughs> british people of african descent so it it gets to a point where certain groups of people if they have been hypersexualized and sex is a huge way they gain their social status. Mm. Who's going to call them up on this thing that is a status symbol? symbol? Do you get what I mean? But then there boys. are consequences to this action. Mm. And also there is a different weight that needs to be ascribed to this action to fix a lot of the things we just described. Broken families, broken homes, and broken homes, and also broken people. Mm. Not just the children, but you. You yourself sharing yourself with all of these people. Does that actually make you happy? Does that yeah. actually make you powerful? Or does that, is that a guise? Is that a illusion? Is that just a cover up kind of thing? But I think if more people would actually invest their time into not just joking with men, not just, you know, giggles and watching games and all of that, it's not everywhere you can have these kind of conversations, but I think there are need, there are need, there is a need for intimate groups who actually, an actual brotherhoods, let's just call it what it is. There mm. needs to be brotherhoods that, help men grow in these deep areas because i'm so sick of society is dropping the bar and whilst you can say okay well the exceptional men will rise above it why be exceptional when you can have everything being less than mediocre actually being a problem and a hazard do you know what I mean? You're not going to change. You're going to do the absolute bare minimum because mm. you're awarded for the bare minimum. Mm. And honestly, like because of the way social structures are and power structures are, women having conversations like this doesn't raise the bar. Do you get what I mean? What raises the bar is other men. Who created these toxic toxic ideals of masculinity in the first place? Yeah. Men. Yeah. Whilst we all perpetuate it and we've all internalized it, right? Whether, you know, women, men, non-binary folks, we've all internalized it. The people who have really set these standards are men. The patriarchy doesn't actually benefit men a lot of the time in this, not in patriarchal ideology, but the way that it has played out. It actually doesn't benefit men either because men take their hands off. They gatekeep the women and they take their hands off the men mm. thinking they can do whatever they That's want. Good. And by, by virtue of simply being a man, mm. they'll be okay. But who is there actually guiding the boys into men? Who's actually going to be there to be brothers to these men? Who's going to hold these men accountable when they become fathers? Who is setting the standard that says, not just the standard, but an example. And I think men aren't afforded that. Mm. You know, I think women's circles like this can be very lucrative for certain people and people exploit that, right? Your male groups may be smaller or in fact, you may be shocked by how many men come forward mm -hmm. and tell you they are in need of mentorship guidance yeah. brotherhood accountability circles whatever it may be bible studies faith groups prayer circles whatever it might be you'll be shocked at how many people want to have those conversations but those conversations require intimacy those conversations can't always be had on a mic and on a pod on a podcast they can't often be had at, at a on a stage do you get what i mean they happen in living rooms they happen on phone calls they happen when people are 
happy to reveal their broke, not happy, comfortable mm. to reveal their brokenness, where they feel safe enough to reveal their confidence. So my question would be, do men, I mean, their brokenness, when men feel co- comfortable enough to reveal their brokenness. So my question would be, have we also created enough environments which allow men to drop the bravado mm. and to drop the, the machoism mm. and actually reveal their broken souls? I don't know. I don't think so. And I think we, we've we painted this stupid image of, well, a woman should be his safe place. Yeah. But how can a woman raise a man out of you? Not, not just help nurture you, not just assist you, but actually help you navigate through your pains. There is human pain, but then there's also human pain existing in a society which has ex- two different expectations for two different genders. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. So the way you relate to your insecurities is different to me. So whether you have an, ins- if you have an, in- if you're a guy and you have an insecurity about your looks, and I also have an insecurity about my looks, whilst we can bond on the fact that we have this insecurity, the way that insecurity manifests and what it would lead us to do is very different because we are two separate genders, you know, like in heteronormative terms. The only person who can really relate to that properly is another man. So we've created this this stupid notion that a woman's vagina can actually fix this man, this beauty and the beast complex. You just need a good woman to fix you. Actually, no, this bad man is going to break her. That's so good. That's so good. So yeah, I I think it's more of a, because people always try to flip it. Women aren't bringing the standard high enough. There we go. It's not our job. And actually, we don't have the power. I don't think we do. Everyone has this stupid utopian ideal. If all the women closed their legs, the man would start act the men would start acting right. Do you know how logistically in like in fact inconceivable that actually is? Is it the rabbit's fault for getting caught or the lion's fault for being a predator? Like, when are we going to start having conversations about the way that men have actually been socialized to be predators? And when are men going to speak about it? Beyond the whole, she was putting out or she was dressed like this or she was behaving like this so I could exploit her. You know, we need to set down the, um, what's the name of the book? The 48 Laws of Power. Mm. We need to put that down. We need to put down all of these... um, there's like even when I think of like the How literature, friends and influence the people. literature that w- like men pick up and yeah. you know the kinds of um, content they consume is all in the ecosystem of creating this you know powerful, yeah, charismatic, yeah. in some cases manipulative man, manipulative and I oop genuinely manipulative. Even when we think about like you know the reason why like older men tend to go for like younger women, mm. it's not just to you know help me feel young again, but it's this woman is in a formative time in her life. Mm. She's less set in stone. She's, you know, exploring new things. Wow. Why do you feel comfortable enough with, you know, trying to shake her in- innocence? Or mm. more importantly, why do you feel a need to find somebody that's at a different stage than you in order to manipulate them into your will? Why do you feel that that is the pinnacle of masculinity? Mm. Why do you feel the need to continue to harm women? Why do you feel the need to not actually enact any self-control over your behaviors whatsoever why do you feed into the this is an open letter to men it's looking like (laughs) why are you allowing your friends around you as well because this is why sisterhood is important we can nip it in the bud and be like sis you are acting up Uh, but when it comes to you know a guy talking to his friends about the way that he's treating his girl why are you not going to be able to nip it in the bud or the way that he treats girls when he's talking about the amount of girls that he slept with or what he's done to this girl, what he's done to this girl? Did it mm-hmm. not occur to you that this was a predator? Mm-hmm. Did it not? And I know it's uncomfortable when you have to call out things um, in your friends around you yeah. that are negative, yeah. especially when it's illegal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know when it's violent. Especially when it's violent, especially when it's evil. Because yeah. for me, especially when we think about things like sexual assault or yeah. manipulation or like domestic even violence. Em- domestic violence, em- emotional um, manipulation, these things are actually evil. And it's hard to confront that. But to do your bit as a man and call that out, it's not always the ladies that are going to be able to do that. In fact, it actually harms women to be able to come out and talk exactly. about these things. Exactly. Not just on the part of men, but then there's also these women who act as enablers of um, mm. men's behaviors, not necessarily as the recipients, mm. but as the folks that are co-signing yeah. it. Right? As you mentioned, the folks that are, you know, men just have too much testosterone. Or like, maybe you should cover up, sis. Or like, I- maybe you should have been wiser. Maybe you should have seen the red flags. Some of these red flags... Have you ever seen... Um, 
you know when you go to like uh amusement parks and stuff yeah. like that those mood rings that change yeah in different yeah. like uh different seasons or like when it's weather. cold and different weather right there are men that are like mood rings Scepters. some people Scepters. some Wolfers. people for the first six months to even three years you will only see the sunshine but lo and behold after the eclipse comes mm-hmm. you're dealing with an abuser yeah you didn't see the red flags i'm sure that there were red flags were there there are some people the know. level of deceit this, and i don't know why people are putting it past people to be able to lie <laughs> It's like we just think these things happen and people are not able to lie. No, they do. People lie they every do. day. They do. They do. So why is it so hard to believe that I was lied to? Because think about it. If, if this is what is actually available to a lot of men insofar as to actually inform their masculinity, mm. what makes you think that it wouldn't be past them to do this? And this is not to, oh, we hate men. or We have no, a lot no, of men no. that we love it's and all that got, kind of stuff. Women do it you too. Know? Oh, you know honey, women liars. Yo, even in terms of struggle love, share, we've recognized some of you women are pe- perpetrators oh, and, of struggle mm, love. We'll, we'll talk about that for a second before people say we're imbalanced that we don't hold people accountable. Uh, there we go. Um, but there are a lot of women out there to add balance to the conversation that are perpetuators of struggle love, yeah. that have men jumping through hoops, that yeah. are doing all sorts of absurd things, yeah, that are also abusive, abusive, manipulative. Did you um hear about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Yeah. That also gaslight men. Literally will tear you There are people that are actual witches and wizards. Some of the stories that I've heard from some of my male friends around the engagements they've had with women, I said, you are better men than I could ever be. If I was a man, I'm not going to put up with that. The thing about women is we can be petty. Yeah. Petty. Yeah. And also we can weaponize our femininity Mm. and i think we talk about toxic masculinity Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm, we don't mm -hmm. have conversations about toxic femininity because we can easily weaponize our femininity easily and we weaponize men's vulnerability Mm. so if yep last week he told you he's down bad on the finances and next week you're telling him he's broke oh my oh my oh my last week he's telling you about some of the sexual struggles he's been going through and next week you're telling him he can't get it up Oh my, oh me, oh my. Which is it, sis? Which is it? Because I do think there's something to be said about the fact that a lot of men, and to be honest, in a lot of relationships in general, where you have a partner that, you know, it takes them a while to open up. And once they do, you weaponize what they've shared yeah. with you. you I think that's something power. that a lot of women do. And it's really, yeah. really, really insidious. Oh, gee. It's literally evil. And I think not enough people call that out. Because do yeah. you know how painful it is for you to tell somebody something about yourself in confidence only for them to throw it back in your face again and again and again and again? As bullets. It's crazy. <sighs> it's crazy. And I think it's it's not a man issue thing because like we said, we are not supporters of uh, gender wars. Mm. We do not fund that combat. No, we don't. But it is a conversation about respect Mm. about self-awareness and about what it actually takes to be in a healthy relationship broken people don't make good partners and it's i know that word broken can be thrown around a lot and it's like okay but then if healing is a process aren't we all really broken like at that yeah but i think when it comes down to love it's a dedication by both people to keep growing yeah it's a dedication by both people people to keep evolving, right? And keep evolving in a way that it has synergy with each other. So mm. you t- you've told me that you now need to be loved this way yeah. or you want to grow in this way. Can I help in with that direction and that growth? Um, but also I've, I've noticed this thing in myself and in order to have this relationship work, yeah. I need to work on it. As soon as people decide that they no longer want to work on themselves in the places that really matter like in the places of their character and their ability and their ability to communicate and stuff like that that's that is the moment a relationship begins to die that's the moment a relationship begins to die it's not when you know people sign the dotted line and get divorced Mm. or when people burn bridges or someone kicks you out of the house the relationship begins to die when it stops being watered 
when it's when you stop putting in effort when you stop Mm. doing the maintenance when you stop doing the nurturing when you stop doing the growing and the evolving and the assessing and the check-ins and all of that and the self-awareness do you know what i mean like just open your eyes not just to what they are doing but to what you are doing Mm. and where it's rooted as well Mm. and you know it's not to become super hypercritical but some of you are not critical enough (laughs) some of you are not oh sorry it's all right some of you guys your eyes are closed you're blind open up knock knock wake up and when you do see the signs because i do think that sometimes intuition will tell you but you're like yeah it's okay oh 100 percent if your or intuition, you, al- you allow yourself to indulge too much in your feelings. Mm, I think we do that a lot as people. Bruh. If your intuition, if your feelings are telling you this is not correct, you might need to not necessarily like stop completely, but withdraw a bit. Yeah. And do your research. Do your CRB checks. Yes. If there's one thing that I'm such a big fan of when it comes to any kind of relationship, do your CRB checks. In the same checks. way that when you're applying for a role, folks be out here Googling you. They check your CV, they yep. check your resume, all that kind of stuff. You need to do a relationship resume, baby. Come on. Absolutely not. And it's not it's not just an audit of your romantic relationships. It's your friendships, mm. your relationships with your family. And it's not to say they all need to be perfect, but are you aware that they're broken? And to what extent are you aware of their brokenness? To what extent have they revealed it to you? And of course, there are certain elements of people's past and experiences that will unfold with time. Yeah. However, there are certain things that people need to disclose up front that I think are non-negotiables. Like if you have three kids, I need to know. Where, how, how is your relationship with the mothers of your children? Because they're important to you. If you have a they're commitment issue, to life I need way. to know. If you have a financial issue, I need to know. Because those kids need to eat. <laughs> This is why you actually do need female friends, yeah? They'll be out here demonizing female friends saying, oh, your friend is talking badly about me. She's a cock block, da 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 She can see that you're a devil. She can see. She can do you see know that some eyes. people, in order to, look, you become more vulnerable when you're alone. Hmm. When you think of predators and prey. Separate if you from the they pack. They separate you from the pack. So if you're, I don't care which relationship, it can be platonic, it can be romantic, but we see it often in romantic yeah. relationships, patterns of abuse. Yeah. The first thing they do is separate you. Yeah. And it may not even be physically, it can be emotionally too. Yeah. It can be mentally, it can be, why are you hanging out with this person? Yeah. I don't like the way this person, you yeah. know, speaks about me, all or of that kind of stuff. they start sowing seeds of doubt in your heart. Once they start doing, it's me and you against the world, babe. Well, mm, you better Bonnie pack your bags. You better pack your bags. I was not trying <laughs> to be in the so fire. Do you know what happened to Bonnie and Clyde? They I died. I don't want to die today. They got killed. I don't want to die today. They got killed. I don't Think about all of these, uh, what do you call it? Fatal love stories. Mm. You know, me and you against the world. First of all, why are we going up against the world? <laughs> What did you do? First of all, <laughs> that was not my fight, baby. <laughs> that is not my fight. And it's like, if you are going up against the world or certain things in the world, you need a community. Yeah. Right? You can't be doing things in isolation because yeah. that's when you have your blinders on. We yeah. overestimate our capacity to perceive deception when we're isolated. Mm. Things don't mm. look or appear as they seem. When you're in the dark and you're a prey, you won't see the predator coming. But if you have somebody that's on the outlook, someone yeah. that's the watchman. Yeah. Then you someone can see who it coming. is not easily fooled and someone who doesn't benefit from this fantasy. Fam, we need watch women. That's what we need. We need watch women. We need watchers. We need sisters that we can be like, yo, sis, what do you think of this guy? We need people who can discern. We need people with wisdom, with depth, with an awareness. We need women who are not as, you know, emotionally invested in these relationships yeah. to turn around and tell you the truth. And women who are not afraid to tell you the truth. Because that's even another thing. A lot of us may not be in toxic relationships, but we know at least one person that's in a toxic relationship mm. or in a relationship that, you know, there's certain red flags mm. and we haven't told them. Mm. But I guess some people's thought would be, is it my place to tell you you're in a struggle love situation? It's not necessarily to tell them about, you know, I think you should break up with this yeah. person or determine an outcome, but it's more so a contribution as a result of the fact that you care for their welfare. Yeah. So I think it's very different to say, is th- these are two different things. Break up with this man mm-hmm. and I really care for you. I've noted, noticed this pattern yeah. here. I just wanted to flag it to you just yeah. to know what your thoughts and opinions yeah. are. So it's not necessarily that you're interfering, but it was something that was 
flagging up enough yeah. that you needed to make sure she was aware of yeah. it. Yeah. And I also think it is your duty to say it. They might not react well, but just to get it off your conscience, I'm just going to say what I see. If you pop off at me, at least I said my piece. That's it. Don't call me again. That's no. it. But I've said my piece. I've said what I had to say. Yeah. And again, it might depend on like your level of intimacy That's and stuff it. like that. If you have an intimate friend, you got to tell them straight to Mano Imano, look me I in my eyeball. I don't like that man. That this man. I don't like that woman. Is a no from that me, That is dog. not your friend. That is not. That you need to remove this person from your life pronto. Yeah. They are a witch. They, of the the deepest place downstairs. Yeah. So really making sure, and, and again, we always stress the importance of community on this yeah. podcast, of course. But even that, having access to other women's experiences, mm, the mm. amount of like genuinely God bless, especially the older sisters in this community yeah. that stay commenting, that stay sharing about their experiences yes. of motherhood, of um, experiences of relationships, of finances, that everything. Yeah. God bless you because you. giving us those pearls of wisdom mm. and giving us those pearls of experiences means that we don't have to make those same decisions mistakes. or same mistakes. Yeah. We're now wiser off yeah. the back of, you know, things that we didn't have to go Come through. On. People always think that our oh, experience is the best teacher. Sometimes nope. it's not. Sometimes nope. experience is the best beater. Because <laughs> some if you want to get bruises and cuts, some experiences will beat you up. A hundred percent. And some people genuinely, I think there are some people that there are certain experiences that they cannot come back from yeah. once they've gone through it. Yes. A hundred percent. There's certain people. Learn from what you hear. Yeah. Learn, please. I am yeah. begging you. There's literally certain experiences that I share with like my little sisters and I'm yeah. just like, learn from my mistakes. A hundred percent. I love that. Don't despise the wisdom of the older sisters. 100%. Or, or even, 100%. it doesn't even need to be older. Just don't despise wisdom from other people in your community. And that's why it's important for us to share stories. Mm. Like share your story, share what you've been through. And of course, determine your level of comfortability with transparency. And you don't have to tell everybody your business. But I think even with the people in your life, just be honest. Mm. Just tell your story, right? It may not be the prettiest. Mm. It may not be the most extravagant. But your story is so valid. And it is... Something that could teach somebody a lot of stuff. So please stop sure. hiding your story. Stop stop hiding your journey. You've been through years of life, right? Something has happened to you. There's a tale you can tell of your story. Tell it. It's worth listening to. Um, there was something else. When you said that about that everyone thinks that experience is the only teacher, I think you have to realize that there are two areas of growth we mainly talk about, which is character and then knowledge. You just need to listen to other people to get knowledge. Pick up a book, you'll get knowledge, right? Character is the only thing that requires experience, experiential training. Mm. Do you get what I mean? If someone you know you need to be more humble, you're going to have to go through situations which make you more humble, yeah. have to at least have to make you suppress your pride. Do you get what I mean? But to know that this is an abusive situation and be able to recognize that is based on knowledge, mm. our ability to know. It's like, for example, on this podcast, everyone always, well, not everyone, let me not over-exaggerate because most all of you are great, right? Mm. But there'll be that percentage of people who are like, you're too young to be talking about this. No, we have a lot of knowledge. Mm. We have a lot of wisdom and yeah. a part of wisdom is is knowledge right but then we also have a lot of experience that has resulted in character refinement so we've we've experienced pain do you get what i mean but maybe not i don't need to have been beaten by a man to know a domestic violence situation and be able to recognize it mm. right i've been able to lean on the knowledge and the experiences of other people there will be a different character situation and character arc arc story that would come if I had experienced those things, but it would have changed my character. Yeah. I think a lot of us think experience is just there to give us knowledge and character. Now you can develop character through your own experience, mm. but you can garner knowledge through listening. Open your ears. And that's why you've got to be careful, sis. And I make, this is the last thing I'm going to say because I've been talking a lot, but stop thinking you know it all. Stop thinking that you've discovered it all. And we are constantly telling ourselves that, right? You don't know everything. Yep. You don't know. Oh you boy. haven't learned everything. You haven't been through everything yet. You haven't discovered everything yet. Be open to learn and expose yourself to people who will show you parts of the world, parts of life, parts of this earthly experience that we're having that you haven't discovered yet so that you can listen to them and be more clued up. Yeah. That was excellent, man. 
Thanks. Whew. It's heavy. What a heavy, this ended up being a heavy it's episode, heavy, huh? We're going to leave um some like numbers and stuff and like websites and we'll probably do it mainly for the UK and the mm. US and maybe what other other demographics are like statistically um for like helplines and just for you to talk to anybody if you listen to this and you've maybe realized that you are in an abusive situation or you know you're in, abusive, in an abusive situation far past struggle but now into like abuse manipulation and stuff like that and you're feeling like you can't escape we will leave resources down in the description below and if you sis are you know in a country and you know of an organization or a helpline or something please please drop the link um in a comment here on youtube yeah yeah that's awesome man thank you um but sisters we love you dearly um and we want to see you thrive and we want you in relationships with people that are committed to demonstrating a love that isn't always struggle because mm. we also don't want to romanticize love and you know make you think that love is always going to be is beautiful easy. but love is beautiful a life it's not always force. easy but it's something that gives you life yeah. so if you do find yourself in a situation where you're being drained constantly as a result of some of your relationships sis we're here to tell you that might not be it for you Mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah that is okay but we're sending our love and our prayers and our blessings to everyone that you may be able to find life-giving relationships both romantically platonically and in any other kind of you know um relationship situation tell us and let us know what you think like what's your definition of struggle love yeah what's your uh worst example absolute worst example of struggle love that <laughs> yeah. you've seen and you're just like or funniest yeah funniest oh that's yeah, quite that yeah fun. that would be great we might have to do that on an instagram story so yeah. that's the worst example of struggle love <laughs> we get out of the hood girls um but let us know you can let us know on our social media pages they be thriving they be popping on. on instagram twitter and join us on tiktok, TikTok. we've been having a lot of fun on tiktok Best recently app in the world at to my sisterhood on all platforms and of course you can follow the lovely lady to my left here at cd Bartang on all of her socials and come and say hi to your girl over here at mm. renee kapuku we love to see it and of course you can start our conversation and join the sisterhood over on twitter you can at us at to my sisterhood but you can also use the hashtag to my sisters remembers late remember ladies sign up to the mailing list come on our now. website to my sisters.com and if you want to send us a dilemma it's dilemmas at to my sisters.com okay what else what other announcements is that it I think yeah so we hope that you have an amazing week a beautiful week a flourishing week and of course keep glowing and growing ciao ciao Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.